Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another edition of Cast Iron, a podcast all about metal. I'm Lewis Clark from UK Scum Scene, and I'm joined once again by my good friend and cohort, Alan Williamson from Hello. 10 out of 10. Uh, 5 out of 10, sorry. 10, 10 out of 10? 10? If you, if you oh. think it's 10 out of 10, that's fine. Yeah, that's fine. Well, you know, this podcast is 10 out of 10. That's the important thing. Uh, that's true. Cool. That's true. And um, yeah, we were continuing our journey through the Metal Odyssey with Michael Jackson's Bad. <laughs> So, uh, Bad, this is the uh, Michael Jackson album from the 1980s. Uh, Michael Jackson, the famous founder of Jackson Guitars, obviously a big name in the world of metal. Um, so, um, in, in Michael Jackson's metal career, this kind of comes between um, Thriller, uh, where you've got the sort of famous Beat It with Eddie Van Halen doing yep, the solo. Yep, yep, absolutely. Um, and it's nestled between that and Dangerous, um, which has a song Give In To Me, which is a really good extended solo by Slash. Yep, yep. So I guess this is his, I mean, you know, it's the middle of the 1980s. Uh, this is metal hair metal just, phase, totally. Hair, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. hair metal phase. Um, yeah. This is when Michael had his big, well, he's a bit more coiffured here. This is kind of when he's going between, when he had the um, the vitiligo starting to kick in. Yeah, yep. Um, um, and uh, this album in particular also features Dirty Diana, which is, I suppose, his uh, most hair metal song, I guess. Probably, uh, yeah. Probably, and yeah. Um, who's featuring on that one? I can't remember their name. The guitarist. Uh, Steve okay, Stevens. So, yeah, yeah. I've got a good, I've got a good fact yeah. about him. Cause I oh, just, okay. Uh, go, okay. So, well, would you want, you want to just blow through this track by track? Because I think um, typically on Cast Iron, what we do is um, obviously we pick an album each. Um, and we kind of work through them sequentially. Yeah. Um, yeah. This time's a bit different because we're both massive Michael Jackson fans. Absolutely. And yep. um, we both wanted to do this as our favorite Michael Jackson album. Absolutely. Um, yep. And um, yeah, I'm so I'm so glad you agree. It's going to make this much easier. Um, yeah. Oh, I, I think there's only one song on this album I particularly dislike at any at any mm. given point. Um, I, otherwise, I think it's a pretty much okay. a straight blast. Okay, just, well, you uh, know, you yeah, know what yeah. my favorite is, and I know what your favorite is. I think um, I would, I would say, yeah, one song in this is pretty fillery. Um, well, I mean, even the filler tracks in this are good. That's one of the things I was going to say. That yeah, um, yeah. Well, the, I mean, filler, I, the, the the filler tracks, air quotes, are better than the filler tracks on Thriller, and that's oh, one of the main reasons why absolutely. I really like it. And it doesn't go full weird gospel halfway through like Dangerous <laughs> does. Um, <laughs> So uh, okay, so let's start. So we start off with bad. Yeah, yeah. So title track then. Absolutely, you know, like. It completely synonymous with this record obviously it's the title track that, that makes perfect sense um but it is infinitely one of the most memorable songs in his back catalogue um, um uh, Lewis, got a, i've got a question for you yeah who's bad who's bad um i'm trying to remember from the video like you know i'm bad i'm bad you, i'm yeah, really yeah, yeah. really bad no no I, I mean i know the lyrics right but like there's this whole back and forth <laughs> at the start isn't it like with um, because oh, the, the, the music video has got video, Wesley yeah. Snipes in it. Have you ever seen it? Um, yes, I have because yeah, I have yeah. watched uh, Michael Jackson's Moonwalker, um, <laughs> which is basically the. Well, yeah, I guess Moonwalker is the video accompaniment to Bad, isn't it? 
I'd say it's the more than video conference is smooth criminal more than anything else. Because like um, the extended version of the bad music video has this huge sort of like black and white introduction where it's like Michael in the ghetto sort of proving to the gang that he's with like that he's actually pretty bad. But it's know, Kid Michael, isn't it? It's kid, yeah. it's kid Michael. No, no, not Kid Michael. No, no. You're thinking about the Moonwalker version. Very different. Very different. Oh, oh, oh dear. Yeah, yeah. No, very different. Yeah, you need to go and watch this, man. Well, I'm, I'm certainly uh, not bad by you know. <laughs> Because the, the one slang in Moonwalker standards. is all kids, isn't it? It's it basically just a kid rendition. Of yeah. Song. Yeah, yeah, I didn't realize. I thought that was the video. I didn't realize. No, no, it was it's, it's almost him. like he's parodying the original video, actually. Um, so the original. Oh, he is like because it's called Batter, isn't it? Yeah, that's there. You go. Uh, there you go. There you go. Now you see, yeah, you didn't clock that. Oh. Okay, maybe um, maybe I can well, be bad after all. There you go. That's something for you to check out after this. But um, yeah, the, the original video is a cracker. It's actually directed by Martin Scorsese, and um, this is when this is when. Um, get, so obviously, it's a good thing we didn't do Thriller because it's the best-selling album of all time. <laughs> it's like in, typing Michael Jackson bad into YouTube. <laughs> so I'm watching the background here with the yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's got down, this, but, um, this lovely introduction with like yeah, setting a scene and stuff. And so this was a big the dance off in the subway. So this is probably the most anticipated album of all time. Uh, um, uh, probably and, coming off the back so of Thriller, yeah, absolutely. It, it clearly um, had money to, to piss up the wall. Yeah, well, this yeah. totally, this totally is a, um, this totally is a piss take of um, in in batter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, yeah. You, yeah. There you go. You haven't seen it. You need to. You need to watch this. Um, but yeah, bad. What a song, man. Um, obviously, one of the most iconic Michael Jackson choruses. Um, lots of great sort of like. Stings, I guess, is the word. Mm-hmm. So all these like, dun, dun, dun. all the yeah, I, I, it's really punchy, really in your face, um, and that's obviously what he's trying it to trying for it to be. Uh, I think like it, it definitely this definitely is a more hard rocking and metally album. I mean, he goes from oh thriller, yeah, yeah, it's thriller pretty, like he's kind of it still looks like a guy you could take home to your mum. It's like it's not quite as bad as the the tragic yeah, uh, off the like, wall cover, which is really naff. This when he's all leather jacket and studs. Yeah, yeah, um, absolutely. And yeah, I, I think the other thing is as well with it, with bad in particular. Like, I mean, we were getting a bit of it with Thriller, um, the old vocal hiccup. But like in in this album in particular, like it's it's so prominent. Like it's really right. This is now my vocal style. I'm gonna punch this one home. Like all my little uh, idiosyncrasies are, gonna, well, are coming out. Yep, yeah, absolutely. It's it, from the get go. Yeah. Like there's so many of those, and they're now like pretty iconic. But um, yeah, I can imagine. I don't know, like what what the reaction would have been like at the time. Obviously, not. I well, this was released the year I was born, so you know I wasn't exactly really listening to it on release. So uh, yeah, that's a good, that's a good point. I, I was I was one year old. Um, yeah, yeah. One of the things I wanted to say to you was, um, no, you're big on cassette tapes, and um, I originally listened to Bad on cassette. Oh, well, there um, you go. Yeah, yeah. So, and I accidentally I, t- taped over part of um, Just Good Friends. So it cuts <laughs> in. It cut into this really weird English pop song, and I was like, this, this surely can't be right. But, um, <laughs> Whoops. How did you how did you record over it? Surely you must have put tape over the tabs. Like, you know, that's that's the whole you can't record over these things and if the tabs punched out. I don't know. <laughs> um, I mean I'm pretty sure it was a legit double sided tape. Yeah, I yeah. never heard Leave Me Alone until I watched Moonwalker. Well there you go, because it wasn't not included the on the original track list. Yeah. Um yeah. and again, the those original cuts of the of the album, Bad in particular, has uh, a lot more horns in the uh, in the choruses, except for the last two, I think it is. Um most yeah no sorry I'm reading this incorrectly. The most notable difference is the lack of horns in all choruses except for the last two, on later versions. So yeah, the original version of the album, lots of lots of additional stuff going on. Rhythm guitar in the chorus is uh, not as prominent. 
but yeah, just just do little things like that. It's just you know. Uh, so they, who changed? Who made these changes? Because um, so Michael uh, was a serious perfectionist. That's why there's so much like demo material and yeah, so much yeah. like churnover and thinking through of ideas. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, that is why things like Xscape never got released because he was never happy with it. Yeah, yeah. Um. And if you listen to Xscape, which I mean, I think you should. I think the the one that they released as the standard edition sucks. I really don't like Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Really yeah, hate the Timberland production, but yeah, the yeah. special edition with the originals, so good. Oh, totally. Because again, so they, it's you're, yeah. you're you're getting the man's original vision. You know, it yeah. sounds like a Michael Jackson album. Um. So who made these changes? Was it was so it Michael Jackson think, after the fact, or was it other producers, or how I does that think work? The reason why these changes have happened is later releases obviously include Leave Me Alone. And I mm-hmm. think in order to get all of the songs and Leave Me Alone on a 12-inch, they've had to truncate some of the stuff, which is uh, why a lot of them use like the 7-inch mix instead of the 12-inch mix of the songs. So yeah, they're just basically trying to cut back on space, essentially. Um, but it's also just carried through to the CD versions. Um, so yeah, I mean, that that's... That's at least my understanding of it. I think um, if if it was a little bit longer, then I think they'd have to push onto a second LP if they were, you know, because vinyl was obviously still very much the thing in the mm-hmm. late 80s. Um, we hadn't completely adopted CDs yet. Uh, so, yeah, it's it's generally just a matter of running time more than anything else. But, yeah, bad. I mean, what, uh, what, uh, what an opener. What a great opener, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. yeah. Um, and it's, it's interesting how it kind of parallels one of these started in something from Thriller. Um, yeah, which yeah, is no, a that's... much tamer version of somebody trying to get you to have a fight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then we go into the way you make me feel. Oh, what which is another really good track with mm. the classic rhythm. those sort of like bass lines and really heavy synths on this record are just so satisfying um really punchy just really sort of like just it's an album that makes you want to dance man yeah so absolutely it's uh what's the the modern parlance bangers <laughs> yeah absolutely like, yeah but i mean a lot of obviously he started off as a you know kind of well he started off in motown and then he did a lot of like four on the four disco ballad kind of stuff especially yep. with um off the wall yeah yeah um and then thriller kept it up Obviously, Billie Jean being the the big one, but you've got stuff like you've beat it, Thriller, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, and this does continue a lot of that extremely catchy, danceable music. Mm-hmm. But I think he's very, very good at he's very, very good at putting a putting a beat down. Yeah, and just the right drums. Really, it's always really snappy. Yeah, yeah. Sharp drum sound, and I think that matches really well with all the kind of you know, the the clicking fingers you get, and his like you said, the little vocal hiccups that start to come yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. It's almost like you know he uses himself as percussion as well, which is quite like. Yeah, um, absolutely. Um, not so much in this song, but definitely yeah, smooth criminal. Uh, yeah, I've described yeah. it as very percussive rapping kind of singing style. Mm-hmm. Um, and it totally like follows through into a lot of the sort of you know nineties records. Dangerous in particular has got a lot of uh, sort oh, of uh, vocal percussion almost. God, it's um, so so good. But we should we should do a follow up on dangerous. Oh god, tell <laughs> but me um, that. but this one like I am not a massive Michael Jackson ballad fan. Yeah, yeah. I I I generally like is more fast paced kind of. Maybe more aggressive yeah, songs. Yeah. I say like this is more of a like it sort of sits in the mid pace. Quite, it's yeah. not. It's not quite. You know, leaning on the ballad side of things. No, maybe, I think maybe, I was going to say I think this vocally. one is good. This yeah. is this is a this to me is a vocal ballad style, mm. but um, it it's got enough movement to it. 
yeah totally. um that i that i really really like it and mm. I, yeah again, uh, again it's just a really solid pop song like it's very difficult to sort of um find anything at fault with this it's just a really strong vocal uh really great lyrics uh really catchy uh just gets stuck in your head really um um yeah one of my favorites of the album it's really good well it's been uh, such a good album we're listening to this came out in 1987 right yeah yeah which means you turned 29 this year if you haven't already yeah i haven't turned 29 yet november okay, so, you're, <laughs> so, you're, so you're coming you're coming 29 november i only know that because i'm coming 30 in september and it's it's rapidly approaching oh um, we gotta do something boy. <laughs> i'm i'm skydiving on my birthday i'm jumping oh, out of wow, a plane okay. in australia um but we can we can catch up and go to heart of gaming after at some point <laughs> assuming assuming i don't die on my 30th birthday um but this album is really like it's really fucking old Mm. it's 30 years old now and it's obviously a really big part of both our childhoods like yeah, michael yeah. jackson is one of the first artists i really loved and mm. I've, I've always kind of loved um but these songs are still good and i don't think i think they're still good in the sense that i quite like listening to cheesy old punk rock like the offspring and stuff which is yeah, objectively yeah. kind of crappy this is this is good this is going to stand the test of time and, and i think it does like it, it's a strange thing it doesn't feel like it sort of sits in the 80s i mean there's a few things like maybe sort of like the sort of hard house hits and stuff every now and again you get a little bit of a reminder of that yeah, oh, i think know, like the, this the, is, the horns this is a the, little bit of its time but for, the, the, for the most part i think it really sort of sits in its own era it feels really yeah. timeless i think like the electric bass sounds yeah, um and yeah, the kind of casio keyboard-esque stuff where it sounds a bit more like it embraces its synthetic nature more than yeah, some yeah. other pop music would might nowadays where you might do it with like a live orchestra more of the time something mm. like that but i think i think it it does it doesn't sound dated it no, sounds no. it sounds of its time but also beyond it that it's just really mm. good pop music and i think it's totally uh, again, transcends I, the, you know, the the time yeah yeah i think it's the percussion really that sort of like sets this apart because it's really mm -hmm. it's not like normal pop music it's you know it's a lot sort of um Oh, I don't know, like, it's got a lot of oomph to it, you know? It's uh... very well produced, very well mixed. Yeah, yeah, I think it's uh, um, probably just the case. Because we've complained a lot about, um, on other 80s metal albums, mm -hmm. like uh, Number of the Beast and Halloween we did were two. Yeah, and it wasn't yeah. Number of the Beast, sorry, it was Parslave. Um, but that Iron Maiden's early 80s stuff and um, the Halloween album, the mix didn't do it the greatest amount of justice yeah it's you know a little bit flat whereas i think this is you know very vibrant actually a lot of texture to it yeah no, absolutely there's a good there's good dynamic range to it mm. it's not it's not caught up in any kind of loudness wars which is affected all, all kinds of music not just metal you know all, yeah, yeah. all pop music is now mixed for apple headphones yeah which is um, uh the worst thing ever to mix for because they're, they are possibly the worst headphones i've ever used in my life <laughs> the only things i've used worse are the ones that come for free with htc phones they're, they're even oh, worse I, you just reminded me actually so um my friend bought me a portable cassette player over christmas okay and it was sealed um so oh, wow. uh opening it up revealed that uh, headphones do not do well in plastic packaging for a very very long time to the point that they were just sort of melting <laughs> it was are just they, are the headphones themselves off. melted or were these, were these earphones or like they, yeah, the yeah, foamy they was, they, they're in ear headphones and like the plastic off every bit of the you know like cover and stuff off the wire and things was just just, just, just oh, like disintegrating in my hands oh. it was made such a mess <laughs> so yeah uh, um those are those are probably the worst headphones i've ever used <laughs> did you actually put them in your ears <laughs> i didn't put them in my ears because it was like oh god what the hell's going on here um but yeah god that was funny 
Uh, but yeah, Way You Make Me Feel, another great song. And then it leads into um, Speed Demon. Speed Demon. <laughs> Which again, uh, quite prominent in Moonwalker. Uh, yeah, really awesome yeah. sort of crazy animated video, which I think claymation and yeah, the claymation video for this is <laughs> great and really long as well. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's got pretty... the extended dance off with yeah, the, yeah. the rabbit at the end. Yeah, I think I, again, I think that's the twelve-inch mix, which you can actually buy, obviously, and uh, it includes that dance segment um, in the actual song with you know no additional sort of percussion and what stuff whatnot that you get in the video and the sound effects and stuff so do you think speed demon is a filler track because it's one of the two ones that was not released as a single but i think it is indispensable to the thriller mix i think it's an absolutely fantastic song Mm. thriller mix what you want about um (laughs) what did i mean sorry What what did i actually say there you said the thriller mix Okay, let me just wind that back. Let me cut that <laughs> again. Um, so Speed Demon is one of the two songs that was not released as a single from Bad. <laughs> and I think that this is the integral part of your Bad experience. Yes. You in no way should skip this song. It's no, not at all. Fantastic bass line. Um, really, really catchy. And I particularly like the um, falsetto bridge that he does before the guitar solo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it was the bit whenever the in the Moonwalker video right. when the Jackrabbit blasts off his bike onto a rocket he's <laughs> yeah, got a jetpack and he flies above the clouds and I just thought that was such a such a good way to to, to encapsulate my feelings yeah, listening yeah. Well, to that I mean, song that's that's a good music video isn't it like you capture yeah. visually how the song makes you feel in a weird way it's yeah it's, it's really good do you uh, think that uh, I've never actually told anybody this because nobody until now would ever be able to understand do you think that that bit from Speed Demon when he's in the jetpack flying through the sky would be a really good way to do a 3D Rocket Knight Adventures? <laughs> um, that's it. That's every. That's everything we know condensed <laughs> into one question. All the metal and the Michael Jackson and Mega Drive knowledge yeah, from the yeah, 1990s. Wonderfully specific, Alan. I love it. Um, <laughs> Specifically the fifth level when he goes to the Pig Empire and he's uh, on, on permaflight and you're fighting the big walkers. <laughs> There's, there's no platform to be had there. That's that's more like a space Harrier clone, to be honest with you. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, it's 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 kind of a like a, a Gradius Parodius kind of yeah, yeah, thing. Yeah, but I, but I think I always thought that would make a damn good Rocket Knight game in three D. <laughs> it, it again, like you, you're just pointing out things that are you know infinitely uh, relevant to Michael Jackson because there is a Moonwalker video game that does mm. not include a moment nearly as good as what you've just described <laughs> oh, it's, um have you played the arcade version or what or have you watched the i let's have play? actually i played a let's play but i did play it very very briefly when i was very young i definitely see i definitely got a chance to either watch the arrange video you know as it was sort of like doing its thing the arcade one um yeah yeah the totally arcade sucks, one is totally sucks special. in a different way <laughs> it's it's so cool though like as 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 like a vision of you know a, a man at its at his like richest and most eccentric it's it's brilliant like i love to think that he had like a hand in every single part of it <laughs> the only the only thing i would say about the moonwalker game because i want to move quickly away from it because i don't mm. want to suggest we endorse it is that um <laughs> there's something really really magical about michael jackson's 80s music 
um, remixed onto a Zilog Z80. It's really <laughs> something quite spectacular. It's it's a very very well done translation of his music. Mm, um, and you know, if you want to hear how not to do it, you can listen to a lot of soundtracks at the time, like uh, Fantasia is an obvious one. Terrible game. Yeah, yeah. Really, really bad music though. Mm. Um, to show that it's not just a trivial thing. The the Moonwalker soundtrack is. It is. It actually is a bit more metally than the standard mix. It's a bit like those. You ever played like Thunder Force Four? It's yeah, got a really yeah. like oh, hard drive, hard yeah, driving yeah. metal soundtrack. Mm. That, that's what it's like. But it's, it's a very good translation. Yeah, so yeah. if you yeah, want to listen to bad, go listen to the Moonwalker <laughs> soundtrack on YouTube after this. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Highly, highly recommended. Um, <laughs> oh, good stuff. But yeah, speed, uh, speed let's get back to speed great. quickly. Speed we haven't spoken oh. too much about it. Uh, yeah, really good song. Um, more up paced than the others. Uh, definitely, you know, you can feel a lot more of that sort of uh, metally edge on this song. It's it's coming through a lot more. Um, very. But it's also very prominent. funky. Yeah, the, totally the, very funky. The, the, the guitars are very kind of. I think what's it's that his, bass line, his man. Vocals so, and the, uh, like, vocals and the bass and the drums are very driving. Yeah, but yeah. Um, it it's not too heavy because of the the funky edge off the guitars yeah, yeah. and then of course it's, it's, the horns the, and the horn. sort of slide that yeah moves, yeah it? it's lovely and again it's that percussive vocals he's doing the, the chorus obviously but mm. then the song doesn't really have a particularly big chorus it just kind of rounds it off yeah it's i think the bit it's in the, the bridge near the end that's where you get the really nice vocal bits yeah yeah it's not it's not it's definitely not the most memorable chorus by any by any stretch of the imagination on this album but like it's still a solid song and um i pfft, I've never known, but what is he saying? Uh, pull up a boy and he's get your ticket. Pull right? over a boy and get your ticket. Pull right? over boy, right? Pull okay. over Not boy because he's a speed demon. Not uh, that pull up, pull up a boy. Uh, that, that sounds wrong. Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> no, he's saying, he's saying pull, pull over a boy. Okay, okay, that makes sense. Okay, um, I get that now. Cool. So speaking of things that nobody knows what they're saying, um, let's move on to Liberian Girl. <laughs> So um, I have finally looked up what is being said at the start of Liberian Girl. Oh, yeah, because it's got this sort of... Nakapendapia, Nakatakapia, <laughs> Penziwe. Now that's Swahili, and it means, I love you too, I want you to, my love. But the thing is okay. that Swahili <laughs> is not spoken in Liberia, and in Liberia, they speak English. <laughs> <laughs> Typical Michael Jackson misunderstanding, you know. He, he, sings a, he sings a song called Thriller, and the whole song's about horrors. So, you know... <laughs> <laughs> Typical mis- Michael Jackson misunderstanding once again, but yeah, uh, <laughs> Liberian Girl. This is the first uh, p- power ballad, I guess, on this record. Um, a yeah, lot slower no. paced than the others. Um, um, I did, I did hook, say, uh, but I did say earlier that um, I'm not a big Michael Jackson ballad fan, but this mm. is a really good one. This is yeah, yeah. absolutely one of his best, um, and it's. I think he's very good at setting moods and being a storyteller. Mm. I think in this album. Um, Thriller is kind of the the prototypical example of that, and yep, obviously yep. Billy Billy Jean is another one. But mm-hmm. I think in this album, um, he is more trying to capture moods with his songs. Yep, yep. I so um, Speed Demon, you have got this, you know, the feeling of racing. It starts up with car engines and yeah, stuff, yeah, yeah. Um, and then you move into um, Liberian Girl, which has this. Um, what do you describe like a kind of glockenspiel type noises and um yeah. definitely more african rhythms coming in mm-hmm. more tribal drums a lot more um, stripped back as well it's uh you know yeah. they've definitely brought uh, a lot of the instrumentation back to its sort of bare bones 
Um, but yeah, no, it's a really good song, and again, like a really strong vocal melody, uh, really memorable chorus. Um, and again, another example of Michael Jackson at his most um, eccentric, and you know, look how much money I've got because the music video just features as many celebrities as you could possibly want in one place. I've not um, watched the video for this either. I've yeah, yeah. clearly not done my homework. Oh, <laughs> uh... uh, it's worth checking out actually. Again, like um, very interesting stuff. It's the whole thing is like. It's set up in a way that someone is uh, sort of producing a film, but it's all like the behind-the-scenes stuff of people like doing their things. But the amount of celebrity cameos in it is ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. He's pulled so many favours or just knows so many people and gone, yeah, I'll give you 10 grand if you want to appear in my video. <laughs> oh, oh, I, I recognise these people. They're, they're, from the, they're from the 80s. Yeah, yeah. They're all, is that Paula Abdul? Yep. Okay. Yeah, yeah. She, uh, Weird Al shows up as well, which is, that, is brilliant. What, I, I recognize all these people, but yeah. I can't really... Steven Spielberg, isn't Whippy, it? Has Whippy Goldberg just turned up? Yep, yep. Um, okay, I'm not, I'm not going to read off these celebrities' names. Yeah, no, no. You can, you can watch this and see if your parents' <laughs> favorites are in here. Everybody's in it, but yeah, there you go. Right, let's move on. Um, this is the song I dislike off this record. What and it got? was the just one that friends? you had recorded over, wasn't it? Um, or was that another part of me? I think it might have been just good friends. Um, oh, this Travolta just turned up. Sorry, I'm still watching the Liberian <laughs> Girl video in the background. Is that Olivia Newton John as well? Yeah, yeah. They're both in it. Oh, my God. I can't watch Again, this anymore. Totally. It just right. pulls all the favors. I've closed the window. I've closed the window. Yeah, okay, just good okay. friends. Um, I think we're going to both agree. Um, this is the, the duffer that you just. I, yeah. I would skip this one. The, who's the other who's the guy that sings in this it's stevie wonder is it yeah oh, okay Bloody my bad yeah there you go i the thing i don't like about this is i don't think he harmonizes very well with stevie wonder um no. i think their voices are too contrasting to the point that it's a bit irritating on the ears um so we got stevie doing this nah, 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 thing at the start mm-hmm. and it's just like oh no abrasive not nice and then they sort of, yeah, they harmonise for quite a lot of this song, and um, it's very cringy. It's got to be said. Uh, this is this is it's 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 pretty cheesy. It's yeah. it's not it's as bad n- as probably my least favourite Michael Jackson song, which is "Girl Is Mine" with Paul McCartney. Oh god, because I really dislike Paul McCartney. Oh, and it is really bad. bad. Hey, Michael, good to see you. But <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. gonna fuck this girl. It's the whole thing. It's just so ugh. Yeah. But, um, this is continuing along a theme of. Please, please no more. Please yeah, no more, yeah. Michael. Um, it's, I mean, to it, uh, to its favour, it does have some pretty strong melodies to it. I just don't think the execution's right that, uh, on it on this song particularly. Um, so yeah, I just a little bit irritating. It's always been a skipper for me. Uh, yeah. But yeah, bit of a shame that one. I can, how could they possibly put this onto the tape release and leave off? Leave me alone. I know. Tell me about it. I, but I think. Leave Me Alone was produced specifically for Moonwalker, which came later, which is why uh, okay. it was never on the original version, because obviously okay. Moonwalker wasn't out. Um, maybe, maybe I should have taped over Just Good Friends with Leave Me Alone. There you go. That's <laughs> There you go. That's the perfect running order. <laughs> all, all killer, uh, no filler. Yeah, um, so just skip this one, because yeah, 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 we're absolutely. just not good friends with Just Good Friends. Um, <laughs> another part of me... Um,
I really like it, but it's not one of the most. Yeah, it's not, I think, definitely, definitely not one of the best songs in the album. No, I think it it, it definitely sort of sits in that sort of mid album slump, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, which is again a bit of a shame, really, because again, it's a song I like. There's definitely some really memorable vo- vocals to it, um, and some you know re- again really driving bass. And the the guitar lick is excellent. It's got a really good it's got a really good groove to it. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I think. If I remember correctly, because um, the Bad Twenty Five comes version comes with a DVD of uh, a show shot at Wembley in nineteen ninety eight, and it's definitely very early on. And I remember it like being like, "Oh, this this lends itself so well to being played live because you know, obviously, the guitar and stuff. You know, you can actually play this with proper live instruments instead of just sort of you know a backing track, which uh, a lot of uh, Michael Jackson performances do have. Um, so yeah, it it, it just really sort of powerful when you when you watch a live performance of it but it is um, a really good song I, I definitely wouldn't skip it i just no no i just on, again, i wouldn't put it on my michael 10 michael jackson songs to no no I, again i think it, because it's coming off the back of what we both regard as a bit of a stinker um it doesn't do itself any favors no. um but yeah I, I i do like it i do like it it's it's definitely a good song just just unfortunate in its positioning i think do you know, do you know what this song has it's got a very mega drivey bass. Mm, yeah, it's got totally. that kind of progression to it, and it reminds me a bit of um, this is going to be this is going to be really sorry. This is turning into a mega drive podcast. <laughs> it reminds me of one of the bass lines from Mick and Max Global Gladiators. Oh now, God, now, that is a, that is a game with some hardcore chunky bass, cursive, <laughs> presumably Tommy Tallarico, because it's a Virgin game. Yeah, um, probably. Yeah, but um, that's what that reminds me of, and I wonder if. I just, this just kind of popped into my head, but I wonder if the reason a lot of those game soundtracks remind me of that is because a lot of those people were listening to Michael Jackson at the time. Yeah, well, there there is that, isn't there? And he obviously enjoyed working on that system because there's obviously the Moonwalker game on it and um, the heavily rumoured Michael Jackson element to the Sonic 3 soundtrack. I thought that was basically confirmed. Yeah, well, uh, to to a degree, they've never been they've never like put a, a final stamp on. He wrote these oh, songs okay. in particular. But he definitely worked on some some of the soundtrack. What's the what's the Michael Jackson Sonic link? It's that the ending music to Sonic Three sounds a bit like Stranger in Moscow. That's the one. Yeah, That's the progression it. is very similar. Yeah, and um, he um, you can hear the kind of in the launch base zone. Isn't that it? Yeah, That's I think one? that's yeah. one. And um, people often talk about. I can't remember the. It's a casino stage, but it definitely sounds very similar to Jam. Um, the breakdown in particular that. Oh, go the Carnival Night. That's the one. Yeah. Okay, and even the even the Knuckles music is kind of a New Jack swingy Michael Jackson style. Yeah, you, know, you the, can totally get the music from that. Sonic Three, not from Sonic and Knuckles. No, no, not Sonic because and as true Sonic nerds know, like Lewis and I, whenever you plug Sonic Three into Sonic and Knuckles, it changes a lot of the music <laughs> back to the the Sonic and Knuckles versions, which is good because the Sonic Three theme tune sucks. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, Good song. Okay, this is this has gone way off. <laughs> um, another part of me, it's a good song. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there we go. Let's move on. That's a good song. Here's another song we like. It's Man in the Mirror. Oh God! Um, yes, God! Wow! Okay. Um, again, we're talking about lo- like not liking ballads too much, and then Bad throws two at you that are brilliant. 
Okay, um, but so bad, bad, the... bad is the exception that proves the rule. These yeah. are Man in the Mirror's like it's probably his more probably his most famous ballad, isn't it? One of his yeah, most famous yeah, songs. absolutely. Like again, yeah, I didn't think this was ever released as a single. I don't know why in my head that it was, never was, but um, it obviously has been because it's again one of his most popular songs. Um, but yeah, it just never seemed to be that prominent. Maybe it's because it doesn't have like a very memorable music video because I think it's generally just sort of like clips from the bad tour. Um, okay. But yeah, like. Oh my god! What what a progression! Like it builds and builds and builds, and then you get this amazing chorus that's so memorable. Um, oh, it's, it's said, perfect. Having it's said perfect. that, like uh, musically and vocally, it's perfect. Mm. But lyrics wise, it is cringe. Yeah, it's so nineteen, so nineteen eighties band eighty. Yeah, we are the world esque. You know, uh, well that's Michael Jackson for you, isn't it? He's always been like that. Heal the world is very similar. Yeah. Um, Earth songs very similar. He he loves that treacly like you know i don't know earth 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 song is uh i think it's a bit more hard-hitting heal heal the world is i don't know as man in the mirror taken to puke inducing extreme (laughs) earth song has like um one of the worst lines ever in fact i think there was a poll recently that um that the bbc did where it was like um let me see if i can find the thing worst like lyrics in music ever Mm -hmm. and one of the lines from earth song Def- definitely features. Uh, okay, you can you can look that up because I'm eager yeah. to hear what that is. I'm not gonna not gonna defend Earth Song necessarily. <laughs> I mean, it's called Earth Song. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, um, um, oh, where are you? I mean, I, it's, I it's, the, it's, it's a line with like, "What about elephants?" Um, <laughs> oh, I can't remember the full lyric now. It's doing my head in. I'm gonna have to look at the Earth Song lyrics. Oh, here we go. I found it. What about elephants? Have we lost their trust? There we go. <laughs> Told you, that's a bad lyric. <laughs> this, this elephant stuck on its chin with its trunk, going, "Guy, maybe we can trust the humans." <laughs> so at least "Man in the Mirror" doesn't have that line. <laughs> that is that is true, but it, it is interesting that a guy would say, "You know, you've got to look at yourself and make a change." And whenever he was looking at a mirror, it was probably the Hall of Mirrors and the personal theme park he built for himself in California. Well, he's hurt. he definitely made a change over his life, didn't he? God. He did. He did take take a look at his face and change his nose. Yep. That's yep. that's a well memorable lyric, but it is a very <laughs> it is a very good ballad. I oh, just, absolutely. I mean, I I I really like it as a song. I just think it's lyrically a bit trite, and that yeah, yeah. irritates me. But it is a it is a good one. Speaking of trite lyrics, I just can't stop loving you. <laughs> this is the other one I would skip in the album. This would be anything where the the other one with just in the album title. I think it's 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 another song I don't really like off this yeah. album. I prefer it to Just Good Friends, let's put it that way. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, again, as ballads go, pretty strong melody, at least. But it's just a bit sort of meandering and, uh, you know, another excuse to have a duet more than anything else because it's uh, C.D. Garrett on this one. And uh, yeah, she features quite heavily. And again, uh, another quite hefty change from the original version to the later version. As I've shown Alan prior to recording this episode, uh, there is a spoken word intro that is completely removed on all later versions of the record for some god godforsaken reason. Don't know Probably why. because it totally kills the pace of the album. It's, I mean, that's... What's it like? 30, yeah. 40 seconds of spoken word? 
but it's still the same if you listen like it's still the same synth behind it like i, I don't know if they truncate that synth or not like on the opening you know that like with the little mm. um twinkliness to it but yeah yeah not 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 a particularly standout track but nowhere near his worst i would say Oh well, uh, yeah. Thank God, thank God, it's fair. Um, yeah, this is where like even the the tracks and bad are slightly duff. Like just good friends and just can't stop loving you are still better than stuff like the lady in my life. Yeah, yeah. Again, I completely agree with you on that one. Though, but like, I will defend. The filler is like uh, infinitely his best filler. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The filler's better than the filler and thriller. But I, yeah. I, I mean, I still will defend uh, Baby Be Mine and PYT to the death. <laughs> <laughs> people people really love like PYT. PYT and I don't get it. I don't get it at all. But there you go. I think it's the the it's the, it's the fill on Casio keyboard riff in the, <laughs> yeah, the solo. I can, I can get behind that, I suppose. PYT. <laughs> but that's it's, it's that vocal. It just it, it's really sort of treacly, I guess. PYT. Yeah. Gonna, I'm just gonna do that now for the the rest of Cast Iron. Just for one point, whatever we got, I'll go. PYT. Whenever anything to... irritates me. PYT. <laughs> <laughs> <That's laughs> uh, I really hate this blast beat in the Soccer Cocker album. <laughs> PYT. <laughs> <laughs> um, Amazing. But, but yeah, I, I just can't stop loving you. Is okay. I, I normally get about two minutes in it and go, right, that's quite enough of that. Yeah, yeah, fair, I guess. Right, into, we're moving into... Yeah, we're moving like, into the... the back the off bangers f- time. Yeah, so it. it's a bit of... Dirty Diana. Dirty Diana. Tune. So um, this is one of, uh, I suppose, the the trilogy of great Michael Jackson rock songs. With yeah, beating and, uh, giving to me. In all seriousness, this is probably the most metal song on the album. Yeah, um, absolutely. And the guitarist is Steve Stevens, who's yeah. famous for recording a lot of albums with Billy Idol, and he also played the guitar to the Top Gun theme. Wow. Okay. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Fact of the day. And he, he look. If you look him up on Wikipedia, he just looks hair, hair metal as heck. He, he looks like he's still in the eighties, even though the photos are quite recent. Interesting. Um. So yeah, yeah. I think I think now Dirty Dan is interesting because um the obvious parallel is Billy Jean. Yeah. Yeah. So Billy Jean is about this um as you probably know, and if you don't know. Why, why are you listening to this? Well, you could be listening to Billie Jean. Um, <laughs> so Billie Jean's all about the safari he has with a woman, but it's all about, you know, the kid's not his son, but it's kind of a something he's committed to. Whereas Dirty Diana is more about this optional groupie. Yeah, yeah. That he... It, it, it's a much more... Much less sugar-coated version of a similar relationship. Yeah, yeah. Is I that fair? Where you come from with that. Um, but yeah, like... I, I just... I don't know what to say about it musically. It's just when Michael Jackson does rock, he does it really damn well. <laughs> um, again, There's not a lot to this one. Um, yeah, it's um, you've got what have you got? You've just got a kind of guitar. Well, you've got it. Well, it's more of a bass progression. The guitar just kind of chunks in and out. Yeah, the guitar like, the is like kind of sort of a phaser effect on a lot of it. Isn't yeah, it? yeah. Um, there's not a lot going on. And it's a very slow build to the chorus where it all kinds of gets unleashed, and that's where yeah, he's really yeah. going for it with the the dirty Dianas. Mm-hmm. Oh, he loves um, those crescendos, doesn't he? God, it's so such a good build up. Um, but yeah, like again, a really standout track on the album. Um, r- one of his most memorable. Uh, <laughs> famously, didn't want to um, perform it when he played London because he was afraid that he would upset Princess Diana, who was in attendance at the Wembley show. <laughs> but he didn't, he didn't care for any girls called Billie Jean, or you know. <laughs> 
Exactly. So yeah, you know, picky and choosy. <laughs> but apparently, but, uh, apparently they put it back at the yeah. set list as per Princess Diana's request. So there you Obviously. go. If Michael so, uh, Jackson wrote a song called Dirty Diana <laughs> and your name is Diana, you'd be like, that oh, was me, I was getting getting dirty with Michael Jackson. <laughs> well, you wow. know, it's got to be more preferable to Prince Charles, Jesus. Uh, <laughs> dirty, dirty Charlie. <laughs> Much less discussed B-side. Um, but it's a really good track, really good solo. Um, perhaps not quite as iconic as the um, Eddie Van Halen solo in Beat It. Oh, which no, is, Which is one of the best guitar solos ever, you know, in any on any album. Yeah, yeah. I think, um, you know, after Beat It, God, like any rock song that MJ had to do after that is like going to be held against like such a high bar. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it's it's always it was always going to be a difficult one, wasn't it? But uh, no, I still love it. It's an amazing song. It's a very um, different track, very stripped back. And he, I think he sounds pretty vulnerable in it. That's one thing with Billie yeah. Jean is it is. Billie Jean's more still of a dancehall banger whereas this one because there's not a lot to insulate him from you know it's just him and his vocals and yeah, very yeah. little backing i think that does make it sound more of a a vulnerable song yeah yeah and that's used quite a lot like later on into michael jackson's career as well he definitely likes that sort of vulnerability to his voice where he strips everything mm-hmm. back he, i mean thinking off the top of my head oh um is it little Susie off history really sort of oh, like he sounds pretty pretty vulnerable and upset on that one um again yeah obviously something he or another one is something like enjoyed. uh maybe like who is it off dangerous is another yeah, one yeah yeah doesn't no, have a, a lot of back it's but it's another fantastic one of my favorite songs of his yeah yeah um, mine too but um yeah but, uh, we're, we're gonna move into what i think is both of our favorites um and it is smooth criminal the yeah. iconic smooth criminal <laughs> Smooth Wait. Criminal is the best Michael Jackson song ever. It is so good that even Alien Ant Farm couldn't ruin it in a cover. <laughs> very true, very true. I, 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 quite, I, I quite like the Alien Ant Farm cover, but every time I listen oh, I, to it, I feel time, like I, I should totally, be listening to the original. At the time, I, to- I was totally into it because it was like very much in like my growth into like heavy music and stuff. To, to have something that I already knew and loved and then made heavier was like, you know, spot on for someone of my age. Uh, so yeah, because well, when did Anthology come out? Two thousand two. Yeah, by uh, probably probably about that time. Yeah, yeah but so that um, would have been like very early on into my gig going days. You know, I, I hadn't been going to gigs very long, so it's yeah. perhaps a little tame by um by, by our modern metal standards. You know? Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I mean, you know, Alien Farm are a punk band essentially. It's yeah. not, they're not trying to make it a metal song of any means. But yeah, we should we yeah. should do an- we should do Anthology and Custom. <laughs> So the uh, smooth that, criminal that movies, then music happens for forty minutes, and that's it. This is the shortest <laughs> episode ever. Um, uh, what what to say about smooth criminal? It's got really good percussive rapping vocals. It's got a really yep. steady rhythm with the drums and bass. Yeah. Um, I don't think anybody who has listened to the song can forget the Annie Are You Okay refrain. Yeah, yeah. That, it's so um, iconic and memorable. Like yeah, it's it's oh. it, it's memorable because. That is what creates the the whole songs about you. Know, this tension, obviously, about this criminal that's coming and killed Annie or harmed yeah, yeah. Annie. But um, what I really like is that 
you're talking about the crescendos that built through the songs, and this is like it's a song about increasing desperation and hopelessness, if you like, because mm-hmm. it's there's still a slickness to it because it's a Michael Jackson song. Um, yeah, yeah. But it kind of starts with these whispers of Annie, are you okay? And then by the end, he's got the self harmonizing falsetto where he's singing, I don't know. And it just becomes increasingly like desperate and emotional yeah, as yeah. it goes on. Um, no, at the it's... same time, being ridiculously funky. Yeah, yeah. It's also echoed in, again, the original mix of the album uh, has the opening of this song has this really sort of hard synth sting and then like nothing. And then mm-hmm. it's, and then like a heartbeat in the background sort of thing. But the original version has Michael sort of like heavy breathing, like he's out in the cold, like shivering or something yeah. like that. And it's, that's removed from later versions. And again, it's, it, it totally ties into what you're talking about with the sort of like desperation and the, that sort of urgency to his voice and stuff. And it's, yeah, really, I love, you know, the, th- the thematic element of this song is really strong. Um, yeah. Like that's what that's what makes it so exciting. Mm-hmm. That's what like because we talked earlier about how he likes to build these stories. Speed yeah, Demon yeah. is a straightforward song of this is a man that likes to go fast. He's going to get a ticket because he's driving too fast. Yeah, when yeah. it comes to cop, you, you better pull over. You're driving too fast. <laughs> um, but this is um, part of part of what he does as an artist is to tell stories and you know create auditory worlds for us to inhabit if you like and yeah, yeah. with Thriller I mean like, that shows he likes to do not just the, the whole theatrics of it and, and Billie Jean but he also likes to you know do movies around it mm-hmm. and the Smooth Criminal video is very good it's good it's got the patented um, shoe pegs yep yep it does the, the ridiculous like 45 degree dip yeah yeah um, yeah I love uh, if you've never checked it out go and google the patent for those um for those for those shoes because they're, they're uh, it's it's a fascinating little thing to look at yeah he he, he had the patent in that yeah, <laughs> I just, yeah. like, but I love that he actually went to the steps of inventing a technology just so he could do that and that's like, Michael Jackson for you isn't it yeah. that is the pure eccentricity of this man that he would go to such mad lengths to do such a Again, it's it's really iconic though. So you know, it obviously paid off. Yeah, it's a, but it's such a memorable move. Um, so yeah. Um, but with Tick Smooth Criminal beyond being a fairly catchy four minutes of pop, mm-hmm. is that he creates this environment? He somehow manages to take a world of gangsters and a woman that he cares a lot about in a desperate situation and channels that through the medium of a really funky pop song. Yeah, and. It's mad, and isn't it? I can't think of any other artist that does that. And you think of, um, if we want to stick to our chosen realm of metal, there are a lot of bands that try to conjure up worlds, um, especially in you know, the land of Prague. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they often come across as hokey. Like, I, I went to see Dream Theater in concert the other week, yes, and they were touring their, their new album, uh, The Astonishing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a hard album to get into, and I, I like it. But it, would, it definitely wouldn't be my favorite. But they are doing a full two-hour sci-fi concept album, yeah, yeah. And within two hours, they get nowhere near creating as entrancing and captivating an audio soundscape as Michael Jackson manages within the first twenty seconds of Smooth Criminal. <laughs> wow, wow. And that's what. But that uh, that's, damning, that's not, damning. No, 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 no. It's 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 not. It's not a. It's not a slight on Dream Theater. It's just in that uh, I think Michael Jackson's a, a musical genius. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think um, he's really underrated as as a musician. Because um, a lot of people just yeah, yeah. Lots of people treat him as a vocalist and not a musician. Yeah. Well, he is totally a musician. I tell you what, something you should totally check out. Uh, if you've never heard it or never seen it kicking around, there's an amazing demo of "Beat It" by Michael Jackson on his own, no instrumentation. He's basically layered his own vocals to all the instrumentation melodies that he wants for the song. And he's given those to his musicians, and that's how they've generated the thing. So, 
I think it, I'm pretty sure it's Peter. It might be Billy Jean. I can't remember off the top of my head, but it basically shows that he did write that song. Every element of that song is his. The riff, the melodies. That's yeah. It's it's amazing. Like that. That is a real musician behind this behind this music, not just a vocalist uh, or a performer. You know, it's it's incredible. <laughs> Because there are a lot of really cool demos, like you just sent me the one for Al Capone, which is the original Smooth Criminal mix. Yeah, um, yeah. And you can hear bits and pieces of it in the the, the bass line, but, but it's a totally different yeah, song. Absolutely. And, you, yeah, yeah. and like, I, I like these things. I like beta releases of old games and stuff, and I like yeah, yeah. learning more just, about the, the process behind it. And that's it's really fascinating to get an idea of his musical process. Exactly. That's what interests interest me in, in particular. But yeah, a lot of those demos in particular were released on the bad uh, 25th anniversary edition of the album Bad 25. I think uh, actually, I think it's kicking about in the house somewhere. My my brother probably has it. I'm sure my brothers will be delighted that I'm doing <laughs> Michael Jackson because they're all massive fans. And two of them had tickets to This Is It. In, yeah, uh, so did I. So did yeah. I. Yeah, yeah. Um, did you keep your ticket or did you get a refund? I got a refund because... Uh, good man, good man. The, the, I, I wanted to see him. Like that, that meant more than me to me than having like a bit of paper that just, you know, what's that doesn't that doesn't prove anything. The memories are what yeah. should have happened, not yeah. what is lying in this. Hey, well, that paper. that is something for the the further listening. <laughs> well, <there you laughs> um, okay, so let's move on to the final track. Um, yeah, well, the final or track. If you're, in Mike, if you're in my cassette, you know that would yeah. be this is it. That that was it. Yeah, and yep. Smooth Criminal, you just keep looping smooth criminal until you fall asleep um, <laughs> but leave me alone I think we should include absolutely it's I mean it's, it's probably it's, the, the most clever track on the album lyrically yeah, it's again something I really like about Michael Jackson is he he's not afraid to use his own sort of personal matters and things as 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 material for his music, and I think it it makes every it, it makes it him as a vocalist uh, incredibly more engaging because it's like right, well he's putting his heart on his sleeve here and telling you like how much. Um, paparazzi and like you know invasion of his privacy really affects him as a person. Ah, and ah like, but but if I may interject, go on. Um, okay, so leave me alone is a song about the paparazzi, and it's especially obvious if you watch the Moonwalker video, mm-hmm. um, where you know he's dancing with the Elephant Man and he's climbing out of a hyperbaric chamber and stuff. And yeah, it's yeah. a funny video, but um, this is framed through the context of an abusive relationship. Right, and okay. he does that in Leave Me Alone, but he doesn't bother in later albums. And the one that sprung to mind for me was a tabloid junkie of um, yeah, yeah, of history, yep. which is essentially just an album of him slagging off people like he <laughs> slags off with Scream is him slagging off the media. Yeah, it yeah. seems like it's every almost sing- like Michael Jackson doing a rap album in a weird, weird way. <laughs> like how many, how many times in history does he say he just can't take it? Because I swear <laughs> yeah. that comes up in every track. Um, but you've got, so I'm just going to look through. So you've got. Uh, Scream, you get um, this time around. Yep. DS is another one that's a very yeah, thinly yeah, veiled attack in a district attorney. Yeah. Was it yep. Tom Snedden? 
and yeah, Dom Sheldon. Just, yeah, yeah, yeah. They just ever so slightly change his name. So yeah. it's not but uh, tabloid junkies know them. But yeah, I, I, one of my best friends in high school was called Tom Snedden. I really? thought it was really funny that he had the uh, same name as <laughs> the <laughs> anti Michael Jackson eternity. But um, uh, yeah, so I think this is a bit more clever, and I can understand him getting increasingly exasperated. Um, mm -hmm. But this again is Michael Jackson, the storyteller, where he hasn't yeah, just yeah. said, the media are really annoying. Just leave me alone, you bunch yeah, of tossers. Yeah. If I want a pet chimp, I can't. I'm Michael Jackson. <laughs> but um, it's a little bit I like, more I like that, he's actually Yeah, I like, yeah. It, I like it. He's, he's put it through something everyone can relate to. And mm. that's that's the difference, isn't it? That's the difference between being a a pop star with universal appeal. Everybody understands what it's like to be stalked by somebody or mm. can, you know, imagine it through Billy Jean. Everybody can understand what it's like to be dogged around, as he says, in a, <laughs> in a relationship with somebody, right? Yep. But you don't necessarily know or care what it's like to be a multimillionaire being hounded by the tabloids. Yeah, because, yeah. That, because he's used those newspapers to sell his stuff. And in yeah. the same way, you know, with... It's kind of like, you know, Kanye West and other... Like, he's... He's like one of the more modern rock stars, but he's a lot more arrogant than Michael Jackson. Because mm. um, I, I always think like Michael Jackson wasn't necessarily that arrogant a pop star. No, no, not so. I think um, he was very grounded actually. I yeah, mean, like a lot of his, you know, charity work and stuff definitely. Yeah, like, I mean, we're not going to, we're not getting into going to get into the whole, you know, Michael Jackson center center thing. I personally yeah, think oh, yeah, he yeah. was. I personally think he was just um, a kind of child in a man costume, and he grew up from a very abusive background, and that, you know. Would, would mess up anybody. Oh, yeah, completely. And when you're in such a position that you're, you know, the biggest pop star in the world, you know, people yeah. are going to tell you that you're pretty amazing. Yeah. So, you know, it's going to go to your head a little bit. Um, but, um, but I, yeah, I think that this conveys his relationship with the media in a much more relatable way than mm. other stuff. And again, I, I mentioned Kanye, when you've got a lot of rappers talking about kind of braggadocio stuff and, you know, talking about all their money and how nobody understands them and how they're, nobody understands their genius yeah yeah it's it's very distancing oh absolutely and the diff that's the difference i think between michael jackson's earlier work and his later work yeah uh, i can i can totally appreciate that so something like um yeah something like why you want to trip on me would be another yeah. track where it, it's getting a bit more like just just leave it's, me alone yeah just leave me alone you dicks you know it's too literal i can totally get it get what you mean um which uh, is a bit distra detracting in a way um whereas leave me alone is very sort of nuanced you know in it's in its writing so yeah what's the, um, what's I, the one I, that we're still going on about it in um is it privacy off invincible oh god oh god don't you I, I, look don't even talk to me about invincible because <laughs> invincible invincible is shit it's such a disappointing record it's so long uh -huh. and to think that he left off something like escape from it which is mm -hmm. a real banger. It's like, oh, there's there's so many bad decisions in that record. But anyway, that's a... Uh, that's well, a that's actually the, worst, the, the worst part's when Biggie Smalls comes back from the dead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, well, he continues to do that. Um, Bloody hell. Um, uh, what did I get recently? Oh, right. Yeah, that was it. Um, so Eminem did the Southpaw soundtrack. And for some reason, Notorious B.I.G. is on one of the songs. And I'm just like, um, what? But hey, it's good. You, you Rock My World is a good track off Invincible. Oh, yeah. I mean, again... Yeah. When he wants to, God, that man can write a pop song. But uh, yeah. yeah, there's just too much filler on. So, any any final thoughts on "Leave Me Alone"? I think it, I think any, it's a really, uh, really, main... really good song, really yeah, clever yeah. song. Oh God, it's a great song. The thing that really stands out for me is I love the way he sings along to the bridge. That da 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 da. Oh, yeah, so good. <laughs> it's so funky. Um, that that always really sort of like strikes me. It's just a really just lovely little thing and. 
it's, it sounds like he's enjoying himself, which is like you know just something I really in, uh, yeah. And I think that as... I think like that is probably what is missing for some of his later stuff. Mm-hmm. It's just it's a sense of fun and really enjoying the 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 getting into the groove of it a bit. Yeah, yeah. I um, think Invin- if we go back to Invincible, for instance, like if that feels like an album that was work, you know, that doesn't feel like an album that was done out yeah. of. It sounds it sounds like it had a really tortured development. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, I mean, there was no tour for to support it. It was yeah, very very strange release that one. So final final thoughts on bad. Um, I think it's an amazing record. It's, best, it's with, the best album we've ever covered on Cast Iron. Yeah, yeah, probably. <laughs> There's two perhaps weak tracks on it, but they're not terrible to the point that they ruin anything for me. I generally enjoy this album front to back um it contains some of his best material um and I mean, it's not it's not a classic like thriller purely because thriller was a phenomenon but yeah. i think musically it is more consistent oh yeah completely um i think thriller is a strange one to me i think it's a little bit overrated but at the I, same yeah, time I can, I, can, I, can, I can agree with that i think the yeah. best tracks are 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 not overrated. Yeah, but yeah, completely. As a whole, it is. It's, yeah, it, its reputation. Yeah, I think it's it's, it's. it's. But like we say, I don't think it's consistent, and nearly as consistent as bad, for, for instance, which I think is a really damn solid record. Yeah. Some of his best material, all on one album. Um, and I think, uh, yeah. So every song was released as a single pop bar from one. So uh, that's, and even then, I think that song was released as sort of like a radio single in certain regions so just goes to show you the strength of the music and how much he was willing to support this record by having like almost everything be a single is uh pretty phenomenal and i think they all deserve it to be honest with you um so yeah there you go bad one michael jackson possibly one of the best metal albums of all time um Um, okay so what's your what's your further listening recommendation further listening recommendation um this is interesting because um Oh. Is it Alien Ant Farms Anthology? <laughs> uh, God, how 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 do you compare to someone like Michael Jackson? So uh, okay, pick, why don't you just pick another Michael Jackson album that is perhaps less explored and why people should listen to that? Yeah, okay. Because um, there's at least two we can recommend. We can do one each. Yeah, well, I'm going to do history then, um, right. because as much as we've just slagged off how blunt the lyricism is on it, um, again, I feel like he's uh, to have the balls to like produce a greatest hits album and dub- and double it up with a new record is pretty damn impressive. It was so ballsy. My dad didn't buy it, and I didn't get to listen to it when it came out. <laughs> I listened to that album like a lot. That was probably one that was in my stereo considerably too much. <laughs> um, but there's yeah, got, there's some very good tracks. They don't care about us as Michael Jackson's percussive oh vocals God. at his best. One of the best songs in his. This discography, as far as I'm concerned, I love. They don't care about us. Amazing yeah. song. But even like Stranger in Moscow is a really good ballad. Yeah. I really like. I really like Tabloid Junkie. I think Tabloid it's a really, really, really good track. Um, I, what I find quite funny is that a lot of the um sort of greatest hits albums that come out, sort of you know from whatever, all posthumous and stuff, um, they always use a sort of dance mix of the title track, mm-hmm. and not the actual version on the album oh is that the blood on the dance floor version of that um, or or not sure no not not particularly but like for instance the king of pop um 
mm-hmm. best of that came out uses the sort of dance version of history. And is that um, the one where it shows keep moving? Yeah, 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 yeah I know that one. I know that one. Which is infinitely more memorable because if you listen to the actual version of history, it is so stilted and weird and like yeah. it's just like it's such a strange arrangement. It doesn't really sort of suit Michael Jackson at all. The dance the dance mix is pretty good. Yeah, it? yeah, dance mix is great. Um, but yeah, it's it's just one of those albums. I think I've got a lot of nostalgia for it. Um, and there's lots you can you can hear a lot of what becomes Michael Jackson on that record from Bad. I think um, there's definitely lots of nuance and stuff that is birthed on Bad that definitely follows through onto history um, with with you know pretty decent results actually. I think uh, I'm trying to think what else is on there that I really enjoy. Um, I mean, uh, uh, we've slagged off Earth Song, but it's one of his most iconic songs. That's off history. Yeah. Screaming is an amazing track. Uh, this time around, it's pretty good as well. Yeah, this time around. Oh God, we completely forgot about "You Are Not Alone," which is like oh, yeah. one of the yeah. best ballads in his in his discography. Like an amazing song written by R. Kelly, <laughs> oh, which is weird to think. Um, <laughs> so yeah, next time in Cast Iron, we'll be covering "Trapped in the Closet" uh, first volume. <laughs> So, um, so, I mean, my obvious choice of a recommendation would be Dangerous, but I'm not going to do that. Now, I think it's really good. Love the New Jack Swing stuff. Just like yeah, yeah. Gospel Again, stuff. I, I, um, that's what I but, like about history. That sound is very yeah, similar. But so. I am going to recommend the deluxe version of Escape. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, I can because, totally. Yeah, yeah. So we talked a little bit about this before we started, did we? Or did we mm, talk yeah, we definitely had, we had a bit of a little talk we've about had a, it. We've had a conversation about it before. Mm. And... The standard edition of Escape is um is a tragedy. Yeah, yeah. It has been remixed by Timberland, mm. and it sucks. It sounds like every other crap pop album of the last five years. Yeah, and it's it, and every single song on it is lesser for his involvement. Mm. And and part of me thinks maybe they shouldn't have released it at all because it's you know disrespectful to this guy and the kind of artist he was and the perfectionist yeah, yeah. that he was. But if you get the deluxe edition, which you can also stream, way, um, <laughs> it has a, a second track with all the original versions, and they're really good, yeah. they're really enjoyable. The original version of uh, "Slave to the Rhythm" is particularly good. Mm-hmm. Um, "Love Never Felt So Good," "Escape," they're all they're all really good pop songs. Yeah, like I I doubt Michael would want them released in that way. Oh, I absolutely. You, I mean, if you that's... come at it as a as a fan and somebody yeah, yeah. who likes interesting raw half finished cuts it's a really interesting album yeah, and it's yeah. a shame that it was never polished up and released yeah no completely I'm, i can i can totally relate to that as well um there's it, another thing that's probably worth checking out as well is that michael jackson did a compilation release uh this was during his lifetime so it wasn't a posthumous release um called the essential um i th- I almost thought it was the essential Michael Jackson, but I could be incorrect. This is the the inessential Michael Jackson. The <laughs> arguably skippable, but nevertheless interesting Michael Jackson. <laughs> five disc box set. It came out with the DVD release of the Dangerous live uh, video, which is wasn't really Vision, was it? That's the Budapest tour one. Was it Michael Jackson's Vision? You told me to get that. No, it's not Vision. That's um, different. But it's got lots of demos and interesting offcuts that he actually did sanction for release and it's they're really worth checking out a lovely sort of cross-section and uh you know just a nice little insight into how he writes his music really because yeah they're very raw and stripped back and it's nice to hear him as a musician um so yeah really worth checking out and you totally get that with a lot of the escape like bonus stuff when you when you listen to the original versions um they're just it's nice hearing him being a musician at his, on at his rawest elements uh so yeah it's it's totally worth checking out I, again 
I don't know whether not having his stamp of approval on Escape makes it for better or worse because he has released demos in the past which is what I was trying to get out there just do it just <laughs> just just get fired into the deluxe version but, if yeah. you enjoy getting fired into cast iron you can leave us a review on iTunes you can um, that is very much appreciated you can tell all your friends um, we still have not pipped Kerrang and also <laughs> I've noticed other podcasts involving two guys talking about heavy metal have emerged mm. but we like to at least pretend that there was some semblance of originality to this. So <laughs> if you want to support that, um, it, yeah, it means a lot to us if you let other people know about the show. We're getting a steady following of about five to ten people. We hope to double our subscribers in our second year. Yes, please, um, please do tell people. We, we, we really do appreciate your and feedback. You can follow us on Twitter at Cast Iron Show. You can like us on Facebook at Cast Iron Show and um, you will get all the new releases from there and it'll be great so join us next time and we'll be listening to the greatest hits of Men at Work <laughs> hey excellent <laughs> stuff alright guys take care